Hello, nice to have your presence on this Town Hall Academy Summit as we explore catering to the millennial customer, as discussed through the eyes of three millennial female successors. Now, you're in episode 105 of the Town Hall Academy, and here's a taste. Yes, I would say so. They, they, millennials appreciate supporting a cause that's bigger than them. I think one thing that businesses, businesses can do is not just support those causes, but communicate them to your customers. Share that story, the check that you gave to the homeless shelter, or the meal that you made, or just being relatable. Sh- sharing your story, your piece of con- contribution with your customers, I think, um, really opens the door for millennials to trust you mm-hmm. and um, build a foundation of a relationship with them. Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hey, Carm Capriato here, and welcome to our weekly roundtable with aftermarket professionals as we bring a topic to the forefront each week. We do it live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern, and we repurpose the audio and video the following Wednesday. Now, this makes the Town Hall Academy available to every aftermarket professional via your desktop or smart device anywhere in the world. And thanks to Jasper Engines and Transmissions for their support of the Academy. You know, a family keeps their vehicle an average of 11 years. So where's the first place to turn when the drivetrain fails? Why, Jasper, of course. A vehicle is a major purchase, and it should be trusted to a 100% associate-owned company for quality remanufactured products. I want you to know that I put you front and center. I get plenty of emails and social media messages about topics you want covered, and I also want to be sure that you can listen just about anywhere, which is why I have my own smart device app, and that I've made sure the podcast reaches over 12 different podcast subscription services. It's easy to listen on desktop and just as easy to listen while you're mobile. Get to the remarkableresults.biz slash listen and discover. Hey, don't forget that my guests' bios, links to their previous episodes, and their key talking points are found at remarkableresults.biz slash A105. Now, we're talking with three millennial aftermarket successors, and they are each involved in the family business. With me is Lauren Anderson, Victory Auto Service and Glass, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Jackie Hauer from Zimmerman's Automotive in Mechanicsburg, PA, and Carly Piva, Elite Auto Repair in Warwick, Rhode Island. The ladies, from a millennial perspective, talk social media, transparency, that millennials have no patience, now they should know that, their view on video marketing, and where Instagram fits among other topics. Now enjoy catering to the millennial customer and strive to learn just one thing. Hey, I'm glad to have you here. We're going to talk about marketing, you know, to millennials and building millennial customers. And I have an open question for everyone. I am so curious. Can you get to know millennials? Can you have a relationship with a millennial at the the shop? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Of course. Is it any different than, uh, say, a boomer customer or a Gen Z? I'd say so. I'd definitely say so. What are they looking for in a relationship? They're looking for transparency. They're looking um, to see if you value the same things that they do. Mm -hmm. They're looking for you to communicate with them in a way that they understand, I would say. I'd say it's definitely possible to build a relationship with them. 
What are you doing inside the business, Jackie, uh, to uh, engage with millennials? I mean, or let me ask a question: Are you doing any direct mail specifically to, to millennials through, say, Facebook targeting? And if you mm-hmm. are, have you gotten any feedback? Do millennials love to open mail today? I don't know if we're really doing. Uh, direct mailing so much. We do do a little bit of emailing with customers that have been with us and we do have their email address. Um, But we do a lot of Facebook targeting with our ads. We try to make our ads very attractive in making sure that people want to partake in what we're advertising. Ah, interesting word. Make our ads attractive. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Because what, do we have a small attention span with a millennial to attract them? Yeah, we can <laughs> pretty much. They won't quit easy. Well, well here, here's the thing: you're 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 on here because you're millennials, and you know there, there's no better person who can figure out how do you attract me to want to you know hang my hat and let my shop be your forever uh, service center. So, how do you look, Lauren, at at how uh, what you do for social media for the millennial customer? Our focus is has been on video. Lately, video content, simplifying our message to explain things that they would understand in a way that they would understand. It's going on and explaining that you need to get car washes in the winter to to wash off the salt off your vehicle because I feel like millennials don't know that. So it's it's um, engaging with them in a way that they need. And I think that's different than other generations in the past. By the way, mm-hmm. there's a lot of boomers who don't know that salt thing. I got scolded last year at my shop and I went in and they after I was I paid the bill and I got my car serviced I got scolded because I hadn't gotten any of that salt from underneath the vehicle and, and how what a bad car owner I was oh, <laughs> that's no. a great point I love it thank you great point Millennials are digital. They love it. They're always spending time on their phones. Is it the Facebook that you're constantly trying to get in front of them with, or is Instagram becoming really important to your business in the face of the millennial? We use more of Facebook. We should use Instagram more, but we don't. Um, We also use LinkedIn. We will text our customers um, reminders. We've seen inspections, so they'll come out that month or do. Um, as a reminder, and millennials seem to really like that. Um, they prefer texting, not a phone call. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we have very good feedback from that with millennials. We have to make sure you send it to the right customer or else some customers just don't like. Um, the older customers will not like that. <laughs> the older customers don't like texts? Is that it? No, they don't. They want a phone call. They want the personal. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're here. I mean, there, there is a generational gap in how you have to do, you know, how yes. you have to treat, market to. Um, do your people at your counters understand this? Are you getting training for your service on how to deal with the multi-generations that we have today? Absolutely. There's a definitely a paradigm shift that needs to happen on our front counters um, from how it used to be to how it is now and training them to embrace the differences and not um, just... Um, oh, they're they're just like that, or they they don't understand this, and kind of walk over them. I think it it needs to be embraced, and so definitely training, communicating exactly what you want to communicate to our customers, to our millennial customers specifically, is definitely important. 
So, Jackie, if you had a an ad running, or even your face, even your your web page had a visual and a view of your business, and the millennial came in and saw something different, maybe a boomer may not necessarily think that there's a gap there. But does the millennial say if you don't, if you don't, if you aren't who you say you are, does that hurt your relationship? It can tend to. It it's if you're claiming that you're very active in your community, you you want that you want people to see what you're doing in your community. If they don't see that in some way, they they begin to to get a little suspicious as to what okay, if you're saying you're doing it, mm-hmm. what are you are you really doing it? And if they don't see it, they question it. And Absolutely. it's if if you somehow show that you're you are in fact working with your community and you're not just doing it one time or two times. You're doing it more than that a couple times a year and the actively showing them you are doing this. There's a different view on you in their mind. Do you care about a company that's involved in the community that reaches out, that does things altruistically? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so millennials care about that in a very big way. They do. Definitely. Are you doing the right things inside your business to be sure you're promoting all the great community outreach that you're doing? Yes, I would say so. <laughs> they, they, millennials appreciate supporting a cause that's bigger than them. So I think one thing that businesses, businesses can do is not just support those causes, but communicate them to your customers. Share that story of... Um, the check that you gave to the homeless shelter or the meal that you made or just being relatable, Sh- sharing your story, your piece of con- contribution with your customers, I think um, really opens the door for millennials to trust you mm-hmm. and um, build a foundation of a relationship with them. The other year we did a family service day. Uh, Carm, I think you had um, family service day on at one point. Yep. And one of the things that we tend to have just because it's the way most of us at our shop have grown up is is that you're you're humble you don't you don't brag on yourself very much and one thing i have definitely found is is that you can't you can be humble to a point but it's you can't be humble to a fault and you can, one of the things we didn't like doing was bragging how we're going to have 16 families in here from a local organization we're working with and we're giving them free free vehicle maintenance inspections and things like that we weren't real fond of doing it but because we didn't want to brag that we were doing such good things but yet on the other side of it it's kind of like we kind of need to do that because we need people to see you know we are doing good things in our community we are doing the things that they want to see it's your brand. I mean, all those mm-hmm. things that you do it really is the story of your brand. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear you say that because I don't think there's enough of us that, you know, as well, I, I don't want to toot my own horn on exactly. certain things that they do. And I'm glad you broke the code here. It's important, I think, that we all need to know. Uh, don't be quiet about the things you do for church and community. It, mm-hmm. it needs to get out there. And in fact, there are some fabulous shop owners that use social media to such a great degree when it comes to that. It may be the social, the soft sell social media piece that really, uh, instead of, instead of, it's not, it's not braggadocious. It's just that you're, you're doing a news story. 
you know, mm-hmm. it's an event. Tell the world. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up, Jackie. Good to hear. Uh, Carly, you had said millennials want quick, easy, and convenient service. Why? We don't have much patience. We want it now. We want it done. Like, <laughs> quick. And we even, we even sometimes will even Google and try to figure the answer out ourselves before calling that expert or going to get the car service. Um, so millennials just like it. They want it now. They want like instant gratification. They want it now. They want it done quick, easy, or they kind of lose lose interest in it. Interesting. So you're saying that you're tech savvy. You know how to you know navigate that phone really well, that smart device. <laughs> so if, if you walk into a, a place um, anywhere that you're shopping and the person who's waiting on you doesn't seem tech savvy, do you get a negative opinion? <laughs> Um, I personally don't, um, there's always that generation difference. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, they're not used to it. I don't really get annoyed or like, oh, I'm not doing service with them, but, um, no, just work with them. Be patient. I'm not going to be rude about it, <laughs> but we do, um, we do have auto serve. I don't know if you guys use the digital inspection, but we use that and we can take pictures and videos, um, keep the videos a minimum of 10 seconds or else it's just too long of a video for a millennial. And, um, it sends directly to their phone or email and, It'll say, you know, it'll show their cabin filters dirty. It'll show the play in the control arm or, you know, something that we're mm-hmm. trying to show, an oil leak. And I think millennials enjoy that. They see, because a lot of millennials, you know, some people will know about cars and other people are like, you know, my brakes have three millimeters left and have no idea what you're talking about, but the picture shows them. And I think it it's a good selling tool and customers like to see their own car on mm-hmm the lift versus just, you know, a picture or something, um, you know, Googling it themselves. It tells the story. The pictures are worth a thousand words, right? Right. Absolutely. So us um, utilizing that to our benefit, I think is, is crucial. And to the customer's benefit. If your customer has a vehicle they like, they shouldn't have to get rid of it because the engine, transmission, or differential failed. You know, because you and your customer know the vehicle maintenance, there's no reason they can't keep it on the road. Depreciation, license, insurance, interest, add them all up and they'll probably total more than it would cost to install a remanufactured product from Jasper Engines and Transmissions. Personal finances only go so far. Daily living expenses, college for the kids, and as we all hope, retirement. So before your customer rushes out to buy a new or a newer used vehicle because their engine or transmission has failed, contact Jasper and find out how a remanufactured product from Jasper Engines and Transmissions can extend the life of your customer's present vehicle for an amount much less than the higher expenses that come with a vehicle trade. Give their vehicle a new lease on life with Jasper. Lauren, connections. Do you find that millennials are connecting with your Victory Facebook page? Absolutely. I think that our content um, engages our our friends, our followers, and... Um, it's up to us. We have the opportunity to create that content and we just have to educate ourselves on what content is um, or would connect with 
with those millennials, with our customers. So are you experimenting, all of you? I mean, you're going out. Is every time you say you pick up a phone, get ready to take a picture or to think about you as a millennial and attracting that customer, are you trying to outthink so that you can really have some great social content and get into the mind of that millennial customer? Because they're your future. I mean, every time you bring one in and you build a relationship and you have a connection, you're trying to lock a little loyalty down, right? But you have to figure out how to get inside. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. I think of the challenge. Yes. Give me some ideas. What are you doing? You can do a short like demo video or informational video. They don't want they don't want to read a long how-to or something. They they want it short and quick. Mm-hmm. Um, they prefer a video or pictures versus a long story about something. Um, I think that will again, we'll lose interest. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't, I yeah. don't read like a long blog. I'll just watch the video and that'll be it. Something we did recently was um, in our email um, promotion, we did a short little video. We set it up kind of like grandma's uh, living room in the middle of a bay, mind you, <laughs> with a rocking chair and a, a coffee cup and a little like house plant. And um, our so- social media gal, Julia, um, explain the importance of changing your air filter and that little video was so uh, that email went great it was a great promo and it was about a minute long and I think what Carmen that you touched on is it this big thing that you have to think about how you how you communicate with millennials I don't think it has to be I think it's really the opposite I think it's simplifying everything it's dumbing it down if you will so that you do get in that engagement, that you're not talking above them, but you're talking with them, mm-hmm. and you're then you're not alone. Exactly. Keep, keep a single subject, one minute, uh, like you said, um, Carly. You said, "Hey, uh, we don't have time. We don't read long, long blogs." What's what's the longest? Uh, you know, there's tons of statistics out there. I don't have them in front of me, but what's the longest video that you would watch? Depends on the subject, but mm-hmm. once it's once it's probably over a minute and a half, I'm kind of I'm okay. I'm done. You're toast. <laughs> you're toast after scrolling. ninety seconds. <laughs> uh, same with you, Jack. Yeah, I one of the um, we found with some of the videos that we've done. We we started up a roundtable, which we haven't done a video that in a while, but. We started up a round table that we have decided it's got to be five minutes or less because if it's any more than that, we have lost viewership because they just the, the concentration level or the attention span just isn't there for it. And so, but for myself, I, mean, yeah, I agree. It's it depends on the subject behind the video, but right. if if it's really intriguing, I will last longer than five minutes. But it all depends on what it is. Got it. So creative ideas, let's talk about that. I think we really uh, nailed nailed a great idea. Uh, is there anything that you guys could share from us besides the rocking chair thing, Lauren, which to me was kind of really cool and exciting, thinking way outside the box on that, a one-minute spot. And who who actually sat in the rocking chair? Julia. It was Julia? Julia. Okay. And she yeah. basically, uh, off the top of her head, did she have a script? We talked about beforehand what our content was going to be, um, and we had a couple, four or five runs with it. But once we got it, it was simple, it was straightforward, and it was quick, which is what we wanted. Okay. Did you sell any air filters? Yes. We track all that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, of course, is what Dad would want to know, right? <laughs> right. Customers definitely came in off of it. Good. And at so. least at least there was, you created noise and a buzz. Absolutely. 
And it doesn't sound like it would be exciting, but you're making it, you're, you're making it exciting in, in simplifying it and communicating it in a, in a different way. Some other things that we do, I know that you just asked this to engage is, is post pictures of our customers with their animals in our waiting area or um, mm-hmm. it was Halloween and a customer came in with her son and he was dressed up as something. And so we got our service advisor outside and took a quick picture and you're encouraging your customer, but you're also creating camaraderie between the service advisor and the customer at the same time. So, so I have a message to uh, any shop owner that has the hair color that I have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm, I, I was making a statement there uh, and my daughter's a millennial and she's she'll always be taking pictures of stuff and I know that she's posting them places instantly <laughs> right instantly oh yeah <laughs> so what we fail to do uh, as say the older generation and I'm not saying we're old but you know we, we've we, we've been through different things we, we, we were there when phones <laughs> we're hanging on the wall and they were big and heavy. The message is, is to look for every, is you've got to change your paradigm. I think you may, may have said that Lauren earlier, we have to stop and look at, Oh wow. There, there was a story. There was a one minute story there. There was exactly. a picture to take. There was an opportunity. Something just happened. Um, a Lamborghini just pulled up and wanted to know where something was, but I'm not going to service them, but let me take a picture and says, Hey, lo- look who stopped by. And mm-hmm. it, it doesn't mean that you're ready to work on the Lamborghini, but how many people see Lamborghinis? Now, there's some there's some shop owners out there, again, that they do that. They, they know that that phone that is attached to them is a business tool, not a mm-hmm. communications device. It's a communications device, but it's a business tool because it's got a camera, and we need to use that. Right. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's a strong message that needs to go out. And and I think we need to, to hammer that. Do you find yourselves taking shots or pictures or encouraging your people to build yourself the live marketing library of events inside your business? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Okay, so how does it work? Give me I mean, is is it is it a law? Is it a rule? Is it is it something that everyone knows that we cannot miss an opportunity? Even a car comes in and it's really gravely ill. It needs a lot of work. Are are those pictures valuable to you? It is for us. Um I don't necessarily have have a rule that they have to come to me, but I my office is decently close to service office, so it's it's always usually I'm right there, so I kind of know as to what's going on. Um, I walk through the shop every day, every morning, even coming in. So that's and so I get to see some of the bigger jobs. I know um, recently, just a couple months ago, we put up a picture of a torn apart engine on a Jeep Wrangler that we were, I think, something with the heads that we were working with, um, completely torn apart. We've had other engines that were gunked up with oil and sludge that I'd gotten pictures of. I sometimes have my employees come in and they're like, you need to get a picture of this. We need to put this on Facebook. Um, and so they, they have it in the back of their minds. They don't always necessarily come and get me, but okay. Jack, I got to stop you for a minute and ask you this question. You take a picture of this torn apart Jeep engine mm-hmm. and you put it out on Facebook in the back of your mind. Do you think a millennial cares? 
Not really. I just think it's cool personally for me, but yeah, I wouldn't. Right. I would find it cool. Too. <laughs> you, you, oh, you would find it cool, Carly, but yeah. You, yeah. Okay. All right. Absolutely. It, it would be like, wow, I had no idea. That's what goes on inside of an engine. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's an educational moment is right. as terrible as it looks like at the inside of the engine. Who would care? Millennials mm-hmm. care about instant and fast and convenient. You were saying so, but, but still an engine is Cool. That's <laughs> like it's cool. <laughs> you agree, Lauren? Yeah. Well, I mean, being in the automotive business, I agree. But the typical, the other, another millennial may not. Yeah, I think so. that's a. I think that's the side that I'm taking. Right. I don't think it would be that interesting. Um, one post that we did a little while back was one of our techs was taking out an engine, mm-hmm. so he was literally standing in the middle of the car underneath the hood. <laughs> standing out and so i think that's cool i wouldn't have thought that a tech could actually fit in there so i think that's more exciting than what's what he's actually working on sometimes and also we do um um, julia took a picture of a cherry picker and um asked what this is that was what the engagement was online and um you should have saw the responses that we were getting off that (laughs) <laughs> some people did, some people didn't, but it's not the point. It's the point is just to create an open an open door with your shop and your customers. Mm-hmm. I love this. I want to continue this. Um, I, I think we may have stumbled on a really great you know piece of uh, of our town hall academy today. And is it, it, it thinking about what the millennial may value when it comes to social media and posting? So, uh, ladies, let's go back to the you know d- digital v- visuals are key. And and maybe we can offer the audience an idea or two. I loved it, Lauren. You know, get a cherry picker, tell me what it is. And even if the millennials may not reply because they wouldn't have an idea, you're engaging them, they're learning. And if they're and if they like your page and they see your feed, if the algorithm works and they can see it, right. then you're you're really is it the millennial every time you post on social is the millennial you're thinking of, will this matter to them? Or is it just you're looking to put out content? I would say looking to put out content. Um, we have we have all different uh, viewers. We have ones that are say forty to fifty millennials. Um, so kind kind of just our whole market. You're basically saying I have a different audience. I have a lot of different age groups, and I've got to really put out stuff that works for them all. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you're just marketing millennials specifically, because now now everyone's on Facebook. So Facebook, you have all different generations. So it's really just who who is looking, f- who really sees it. You're not. Mm-hmm. I I mean, we aren't specifically marketing and trying to target millennials. Really, just any generation. Should you be? I don't think so. Okay. Majority of our customers are not millennials. Okay. Let me let me ask that question to you, Lauren. Should you be marketing to millennials more than you are? I would say no. Okay. Um, I think our goal with with our online presence as a whole and in-store experience is to connect with our customers. So whatever you're doing, you that should be your focus. I, I agree with Carly that you know Facebook is very much so a broad spectrum of generations. And when I, when I start really posting things, I try to make sure talking to mostly our customers, but not necessarily, I'm really considered more of one of the older, 
older millennials. Mm-hmm. I'm in the top range of it as yeah. far as age. And they really, I think they call it the Oregon Trail generation. Just because those millennials are, the older millennials more know about the Oregon Trail. I don't know if you ladies have ever played that as a kid in school, but we played it pretty heavily. And that's more of where my focus is. I don't know if that's just because of my age or what. We find fun and exciting. We put on Facebook. It's it's out there. We have both a large retirement facility in our area that we serve pretty heavily, as well as a college that is um, that bring a lot of business to us. And so we focus on both ends of it with our Facebook page, and that's primarily where we do most of the fun and exciting things. So no matter what, ladies, no matter what generation, and Lauren, let me ask you this question, they still want trustworthy, credible, reliable auto repair. Absolutely. And how are we doing that? I think that's what we got to ask ourselves mm-hmm. as a whole, not just with, with Facebook, but how is the whole experience? I think that's one thing that millennials really appreciate is an experience. And that's not just what they're seeing online. I think that's what they experience when they walk in our doors. That's what they read about us on Google. If we're responding to our reviews or not, I think that's a huge piece of it. This was, um, this was so interesting, ladies. You know, uh, what, what, I, what I'm understanding from you all is that you care you, you're are you, that you're changing the style of relationship at your counter for the millennial because you understand what they appreciate they're tech savvy they're time bound they, they the convenience is important to them but at the same time you're saying that your marketing efforts are, are universal so if you can get them in the door there's a, there's a little different a higher touch or you know w- with them uh, knowing knowing their their patience levels, I guess, and their their tech savvy and their transparency and the things that they know about, you know, their repair when they walk in the door. But yet your marketing efforts continue to be universal. Can, can I get a yay or a nay on that comment? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So the next question is, have you ever paid specifically to reach millennial customers through Facebook or mail? And I'm not sure I may have asked that earlier in the hour, but have you ever paid for that? Specifically to millennials, I yeah. don't think so. You haven't paid for it. No. Mm-hmm. So you haven't you haven't you haven't gone into Facebook and says I'm going to just target this age group and right. bring them in. No. And I and, and my 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 Facebook ad is going to be a really powerful, you know, that relates to a millennial. I haven't done it. Would you ever think of doing it? No, I would not. I think you're reaching. You're not just reaching them. You're reaching your whole customer base. And yes, they're a. I think they're mm-hmm. a big section of it, but people are people no matter what. The largest, largest part of the buying uh, audience right now is the millennial. Right. Okay, cool. Ladies, this was fun. Thank you so much. A, a millennial perspective from millennial ladies. And, you know, thank you so much for, uh, you know, they're all in the family business. They're, they all talked about their succession opportunities with the family business. Their episode went out Tuesday. And, of course, uh, you're back here talking about uh, in- the engagement of millennial customers. I thank you so much for the support of the podcast. Now, let's go around the room. Is there any other great, wise piece of information that you'd love to give to our audience about uh, um, catering to the millennial customer? I'll start with you, Jackie. I guess I would say just making sure you're being creative on all approaches, Um one of the things that we have coming up here as far as an event, um, usually our events are 
Well, they are. They're family oriented and whatnot. And we we got an idea from a conference we were at that um, Amy Matinet was one of our instructors. And when we came back, one of my service writers said to me, "You know, we need to we need to try this idea out." And what it was was having an event where you decide to get an old vehicle that has an engine that's on its last leg and you blow the engine up and you have you have cust- you have people that give $5 donation for a guess as to how long it takes till the engine goes and so we decided to do that along with <laughs> bringing in our local fire department and we're going to, we have like three games. We have the engine part. The second game is taking swings at the vehicle with a sledgehammer. <laughs> and then the third is how long they think it'll, t- how long the crowd, the winners of that first game, how long it, it'll take the fire department to take the car completely apart, <laughs> doors and, w- and roof. Wow. And so this is definitely very different. Um Immediately when I put it up on Facebook, by that evening, I had over 40 interested responses and that it's not until April and I haven't even boosted it yet. <laughs> and so it's it, being creative in what you're doing and it's that can tend to be hard for me sometimes, but when I get little hints from other people in the industry, it helps. <laughs> what's so cool is that you stole an idea. Yeah. Okay. You you did what's called R and D. You know, Frank Scandura says R and D, rip off and duplicate. Uh, any great <laughs> idea, please never, never. I mean, you know the the total value of their the podcast. I mean, over 530 episodes is there's a there's a seed of an idea in each and every episode, and and you know not only on being a better leader, but great ideas on marketing your company. Well, so if I really had some built-up frustrations, I could take a, a whack at the car for five bucks, Absolutely. Huh? Wow, how Absolutely. cool is that? <laughs> Good idea. Excellent. <laughs> Carly, any, any final thoughts on marketing to millennials? Yes, I really like that idea, Jackie. I may have to do something <laughs> similar. Um, but I think as far as um, social media and marketing, I think... I think maybe Instagram is a little better just because millennials are more on Instagram versus Facebook. Um, But again, you have to be creative and you have to be like simple and like kind of to the point. I think something like what Jackie has done um, would interest people. So you have to, you have to keep it interesting, kind Mm -hmm. of different or millennial. I don't know. I just think you have to keep it simple different have informational and kind of educational as well let me ask you a question about instagram because you know i continue to read that instagram is it um if you were going to take a picture right now think about your shop think about anybody who's in their customers Mm -hmm. help me in my mind frame what kind of picture i should put up to that would attract a millennial customer i would say something with um either a quick demo on say something quick like how to cheat how to check your oil level or something like that or um a fancy car ferrari comes in something like that probably more of some kind of a quick video so you would be you would be pointing say under the hood where the OIL cap was and it's really not 710 it's OIL and maybe do something like that right? <laughs> 
Okay. All right. Well, something you know. I get it. No, I really do. I, yeah. I get it. It's actually a picture that also teaches at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got to really think about it. I think about posts before just posting and different pictures, different angles. Um, you know how they do. You know this. Uh, you know, I don't want to use this example, but like um, Thirsty Thursday, you can use something kind of rhyming like that. Okay. Like um, you know. That's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah, something yeah. something like that that we kind of have used before and um Tail Light Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Honest <laughs> to God, huh? Oh Motor Monday, <laughs> That's huh? Good, actually. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Windshield Wednesday, huh, Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> it's not out of the question. They're in the glass business. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, very good. Thank you, Carly. That's great. Uh any final comments, Lauren? Yeah. So I think last year, beginning of last year, one of the things that we decided to do to better connect with our customers and millennials is to simplify our waiting areas. So when they walk into any of our locations, it's the same across all six locations. And um, they're not bombarded with a bunch of um, other brands. It's very Victory's brand, it's Victory's story. And so we, we really honed in on that and um, painted everything one color. And one of the big things that we decided to do was take out our one large um, front counter. And we made three kiosks at each of our locations so that you can have a one-on-one conversation with each customer that they're not just another number, but they are um, very important to us. And we want to um, take all the time it needs to, they need to, um, have that personal, that special experience. I got it. I understand pods. When I saw pods in in the hotel business, oh, it's gotta be eight, nine years ago now. I just fell in love with how, you know, easy it was to have the relationship with whoever was checking you in. And it's taken a little longer than I expected for it to all happen at the service uh, end. But I know that so many of the remodels that are going on out there in in our showrooms today, in our lobbies, uh, pods are it. Thanks for that point. You're not fighting over um, your coworker on the phone. You really get to have that that, uh, one-on-one conversation that I think is... Yeah, it's your space and it's their space and it's a combined space. And and I think there's more intimacy there. Hey, ladies, thank you so much. Uh, We're here talking about catering to the millennial customer. We had fun talking about it, by the way. That was uh, the most important thing. Lauren Anderson, Victory Auto Service and Glass, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Jackie Hauer, Zimmerman's Automotive and Mechanicsburg, PA. And Carly Paiva, Elite Auto Repair in Warwick, Rhode Island. We're all Northerners. We've all had a very tough cold spell the last few days. And I don't know about you guys, but we're supposed to be up in the 50s on Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's strange, Same strange here. weather going on no, up here. <laughs> Amazing. Ladies, thank you so much. Appreciate you being on the Town Hall Academy. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.